2: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Moto Aftermath show presented by TLR Coatings. They are still on board with us here. They are Michigan's, uh, we'll call it, premier custom powder coating shop. And yes, I just made that up off the top of my head. And yes, we're going to change that literally every single show we do this year. We are here with our first off-season podcast now this is a full-blown podcast so if you're checking us out on youtube thank you however we did just record this in a podcast form so make sure to check us out uh, in your apple podcast or on soundcloud is where we're at um if you're on youtube please make sure to like subscribe and comment make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel as we are trying to get some more of these podcasts rolling Uh, But having a day job and doing this, too, is a a little tricky. Um, Now, we're doing an off-season podcast, which we have done off-season shows before. Uh, However, this year we're hopefully going to do these maybe every two, three weeks here for this, uh, we'll call it shortened off-season. Because, let's face it, we just finished up the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship not too long ago. And now we're rolling right into Supercross starting here middle of January. On the phone with me tonight... Former mechanic to privateers before they were really privateers. Former regular shop mechanic working on every hunk of Chinese junk they sent him. Regular show co-host has been on the show since PRC, the beginning.
1: let's
2: go. Justin. <laughs>
1: How's up, it going, guys? bud? What's up? that was a great entrance man that was that was just I loved it that was an intro for the just the best of them
2: bro I spitball these literally off the top of my like I didn't even think about that before we hit record I just went with it you know I just I'm gonna make these up they're gonna be new every time You could be a hype man oh I could be I could be you should put me with Steve Mathis at the Hawaiian supercross and we can talk FMX while they're doing that and it'll be fantastic. The louder you get, the bigger they go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, also on the line with us tonight, normal show co-host. Uh, are you talking? I think you just said co-host. Co-host. Uh, are, you, are you a Tucky, Tucker Rocky rep now? Yep. Tuck, Tucker Rocky rep, future AMA pro card holder.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ.
2: Cole, you get it. Cole, what is up, man?
0: Dude, not much. Laying here on a fresh mattress pad that I went and bought today. Sick. Just some adult spending.
2: Was it to cover up the urine stain from when you wet the bed on Halloween, or nah? Uh,
0: nope, nope. Just a little softer so I can get my eight hours of Z's um, and watching Family got here. It's actually uh. Conveniently enough, they got a dirt bike on the episode right now. They're all standing in the middle of the city holding on to the dirt bike.
2: Oh, yes! It, the dirt bike episode. That one's the best where they win it with their hands on it and then the kids wreck it. Fucking awesome.
1: Well, you just spoiled it for me. Definitely. I was about to say, now you've ruined it for them. That was cool.
2: That's from like 27 seasons ago, okay? That is not a new episode.
0: Uh, I just got onto a family
2: guy kick here. So. Oh, really? Uh, I love that show. Ashley doesn't gotta like it, though. we got
0: to wrap this call up so I can get on the Xbox, play some Supercross 3s. So Wolfram. if anybody out there wants to get some on the Xbox, add my gamertag, you get a 191, mm-hmm. I'll give you some sauce. Well, you nah, see,
2: uh, the problem is, is that I don't suck at life, so I play on the real system. The PlayStation... Uh, not the Xbox. So, um, yeah, and I only have a PlayStation 3, so that's a problem too. I mean, there's there's lots of issues here as far as me playing online. Number one being I don't have internet that really supports that living out in the middle of bumfuck Egypt. So, yeah. But anyway, uh, so we, great radio, great radio, bro. Uh, yeah. So anyway, but we, well, I mean, we could talk some football or something. Yes, no, sports.
0: no, it's not. All right, it's not. New football. Is that
1: reminds me. Let me check my fan to the scores. Oh uh, God, dude, no,
2: just. Mm. I mean, you guys uh, want to talk about the ahead. election because that's tomorrow. So that's some big no, news. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't want to turn I'm this to into a political on the road podcast. For
0: work. Yeah, I'm supposed to be on the road for work. I think I'm just gonna stay home all week with all the shit that looks like it's about to go down. Yeah. Oh
1: God, dude. Yeah. This is gonna be the start of the end.
2: Yeah. Let's just let's not let's not really get into it. But my daughter did ask her uh, gymnastics teacher tonight if she was voting for Trump or Biden, and I went, "You did what? (laughs) (laughs) You are six. Don't talk about that. God." Oh,
1: yeah, let's not open that can of worms. Yeah. That's all that's that's all it's gonna be tomorrow everywhere, so
2: Oh my god, I know. I tried to get Tom Cooper on tonight and he's like, Yeah, my brain is pretty much everywhere but motocross right now, but soon. Soon. Oh, and I'm just like, Oh mm. god. So anyway. <laughs> all right. Let's get back to the motocross stuff here. Uh off season silly season lots of announcements we're pretty much one of the last people to do a show about it but that's okay we're still going to get on here we're going to do our takes we're going to talk about what we know what we think we know and what we think is going to happen but first off let's start they released the schedule last week we have 12 rounds on there um basically multiple rounds multiple cities uh no futures racing And we're starting off East Coast instead of West Coast. Um, So, what are your guys' thoughts? Uh, Are you going to any rounds? Do you think it's going to play into anybody's favor starting East Coast as opposed to West? Are we going to see guys we would usually see on the West Coast on the East just because they want to ride when the season starts? And we're not starting the normal first Saturday of January, we're not starting until the 16th. So, who wants to go 1st two, one, Battle Royale?
1: Cole, you want to go or you want me to go? Yeah, so um, as far as rounds, I'm dying to not even answer the question. You just went right into talking. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I, I'm taking the bait and I'm running with
1: it. I'm just kidding, man.
0: Um, no, as far as rounds go, definitely going to go to at least one of the Indies. I don't know if I'll be able to swing the a three days in Indy. Um, if worse comes to worse, just drive home and drive back. Not too terrible of a drive um daytona for sure i usually go to that every year fall on my birthday and uh kind of a a family thing usually plan on every year i go down there with my uncle so i'll be there um
2: hey Houston i have a, I have cool a question to to. i have a question yeah go ahead. does daytona do they call you every year to be like hey so we've got your daytona supercross tickets here ready to go because they've called me like three times now
0: no no i haven't uh, done anything like that oh, yeah. wow travis
2: is important some ch- some chick called well, me I don't,
0: well this is how important i am i don't buy my own tickets some guy just gets them for us and then i give him the money oh wow well
2: all right it's like drugs
0: yeah that's slinging slinging tickets <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah no I'm, I'm gonna go to that one um houston is that are they starting east or west east, east. they are starting east um Houston would be cool just because that's that uh, Jerry World, right? Big Cowboy Stadium.
2: No, that's Uh, That's
1: Arlington. Yeah, that's going to be the Arlington one. Or no, yeah, Dallas happens. I'm sorry.
2: Are you geographically challenged? No, that would
0: be a real cool round to go to. Um, I went to the Cotton Bowl there, football game, football stuff. um, And just that giant jumbo screen in the middle, I just – I'm not a huge football fan, but being there in a football setting was like, oh, my God, I I wish there was a dirt bike track in the middle of this right now. Mm-hmm. so that'd be really cool to see with, you know, just that, that atmosphere, the way that building is, and, um, and being there. It'd be pretty rad to see the advice in there. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if we'll swing that, if that's Moto Aftermath's paying for my ticket. <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I think it's going to be really interesting with the East starting. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how the teams treat it, if they're just going to, they're still going to do their bullshit where they announce it the day before or, you know, however they do it with with a whole different format. Um, I don't know if they'll they'll have an idea a little earlier or not. So um, it all depends on those last three rounds that they didn't even announce.
1: Um, Where where do you guys think those are going to be? I personally think that with them going for three rounds in Arlington being West – I think that they'll go the next two after that. I still heard that Atlanta is a possibility, them going to Georgia. And then I think, because technically it's four, because it's round 13, 14, 15, 16. So I think rounds 13 and 14 will be in Atlanta as an East. And then I think round 15 and 16, I still think we're going to St. Louis, man. And I think it'll be the West, and then obviously we round out in Salt Lake. So those those are my guesses. I mean, I know that Mathis and JT, I don't know what we just think, what he said, but I think that Florida is still a possibility. Um, can we all agree, though, we're not going to California at all? Like that's
2: just oh, not happening. Oh no 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 no! They're they're hanging on for California. Like yeah, legiti- I just don't see
1: it though. I, I mean I don't yeah. see it,
2: I don't see it either. But legitimately, um, the during the presser they did with the with the press. Um, people were asking and they they basically said like we're hanging on for places like vegas california etc now i have to agree with you uh i think that st louis is more prevalent um florida i don't know they didn't really talk about that at all atlanta was brought up just because everybody likes going there Uh, but the problem with Atlanta is the stadium is so expensive that they're not really sure if they can do that. Now, they're also holding out for a Northeast stadium, too.
1: That'd be kind of sketchy, being that it's late in the year. I mean, I know that we've gone to Gillette Stadium, and it hasn't snowed, but it's also been cold, so I know that always comes in their mind. But I know that Mathis is also still holding on to uh, San Antonio as being a possibility. Um I don't know as far as the schedule i think it's cool i am super pumped that we uh get a saturday tuesday saturday uh three different times in 2021 um i don't know if you guys listened to the pod that mathis and jt did right after the schedule came out where they just kind of talked about it but like they kind of went over more of the I guess you could say the economic side of it, like what they thought is like in, you know, in these cities and stuff and, you know, being in these cities, more of them on the East coast, not much going on during the winter time. And I think it's, I think it's very interesting because math brought up a good point. Like he seems to think that the Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday races, there'll be people that'll come in and do the both the Saturday to Saturday, but he's convinced. And and I don't know, like I said, I don't know if you guys listen to it, but this is my impression He seems to think that the Tuesday rounds are going to be kind of, I guess you could say, on the lesser end of people being in the stadiums. And I think I would have to. What's that? I agree with that. Now, here's a question, though. Do you think on Tuesday night in the middle of wintertime on NBC, nothing going on, do you think our ratings are going to be high for those? Because everybody said that for the Utah rounds, the Wednesday nights were shit
2: um I, Um. i think it's yeah go ahead travis uh well where did you hear that the wednesday night rounds were shit because i heard that the ratings were pretty good for the whole end of the season thing man See, JT said
1: that he said the exact opposite he said that it sounded like our ratings were crap oh. for the wednesday rounds
2: hmm. weird i don't know i thought you said the saturdays i thought you said the wednesdays were good
1: I don't know. Maybe there, maybe it was uh, maybe it was just misinterpretation on my end and stuff. But either way, i I really I listen, curious, I
2: listen to it also. Like I, I know what you're talking about. I listen to it also. Now, here's my thoughts as far as the Tuesday night Tuesday Nighters go. I think you're going to be surprised at how many people actually show up. Cuz think about it, okay? They do yep. every other sport during the week. So, yeah. why can't we do this? And I mean To the same effect that they're talking, like, you're going to get a bunch of people from a bunch of different states coming out to do this. And no one's been able to really travel a whole lot. There hasn't really been a whole bunch of places to go. So you have this now. People are going to make a little week trip out of it, be in a different city, hang out, do some stuff, and go to all three races. I mean, I know my plans are. Indy, I'll be there Friday through Tuesday and probably come home Wednesday morning or something. Um, other than that, I don't have anything set for sure. I'm kind of leaning towards going to Glendale because there's a dude that owns a powder coat shop down there that I want to go check out and kind of get mentored by him for a week. So I may go down there for all three of those and then work at his shop in between. And then, um, you know, I've been contemplating like... The Houston, route, the Houston first two, like Saturday to Tuesday, I don't really want to be in Houston for a whole week. I just don't know that there's that much there for me to do. I'm sure there's plenty to do, but I'm just saying, like, there isn't a whole bunch that jumps off the You got to know the area. Yeah, and then, uh, but, dude, I've been thinking about Dallas, too, for the Saturday, Tuesday, to go down there and check some stuff out. So, I... I well, obviously... I'm
1: willing to bet the Indy sold out for both races. Oh, yeah? I think the Indy, I think... I know it kind of contradicts what I just said, but I think the Indy round, people will go for Saturday, Tuesday. I think both of those, I think they'll be at capacity for whatever the capacity is at these races come next year.
2: Yep, 100%.
1: But I, I think Indy, if, if we don't sell out at any of the rounds, Indy will be the one that it will for sure sell out at. Oh, I yeah. guarantee it.
2: Well, they said, I don't. I mean, I'm sure, well, actually, I don't know if you listen to the weed one he did with the, the presser for the um, – Oh, the exhaust podcast? Yeah, but Feld, no. they said at the – so they did Monster Jam for the first time, and I don't know if they were Dallas, Houston, whatever. Anyway, wherever they were, um, they said the capacity they could have for the stadium they were in was 17,000, and they <clears throat> were 16-something on the Saturday, and then Tuesday they were 14-something, I want to say. Uh, okay. so pretty, pretty good for two days within a few days there. Actually, I don't know if they did Saturday, Tuesday, whatever it was. It was like seven or it was like 16 something and then 14 something, um, for back to back days, basically. So they did pretty good on that, and and I agree with you, though. I think Indy will definitely be sold out. Indy's usually sold out anyway during the winter, and now you add yep. in the fact that we don't have a lot of other rounds in the area, so you're going to draw people from literally the entire Midwest there to come to Indy to do that. So, Yeah, I and mean, as, as
1: far as the racing aspect of it, um, I, think, I think it's going to be interesting. I think Cole brings up a good point. Like, I guess, you know, do the team still go through the same bullshit? You know, are we going to be waiting until the last second? And we should we shouldn't really think anything other because they've done it for so many years. Um, but it is going to be interesting because if you think about a lot of the guys that are in the situation that are the the favorites for the two fifty titles, you know, you got a lot of guys that are either you know still coming off injuries, changing new bikes, and we'll get into that in a little bit. You know, as who's on each team, but. It's going to be interesting to see which guys try to pick which coast they go on because, you know, for instance, if you talk about J. Martin Craig on new bikes, you know, how is the Honda situation, you know, with is is Hunter, are they going to put him up first in the East Coast, but then again, he's getting that shoulder fixed, so is Jet going to go first? You know, what's the deal with Fortner? You know, you talk about Hammaker for the new pro circuit, you know, he's getting dialed in, you know, Jarrett. So it's going to be very interesting to see who goes with what, which coast, and if they lobby for different coasts, um, I believe that you'll see a lot of what we would call the title favorites, no matter what coast they go on. I think that a lot of those guys are going to opt to go for Glendale and be in the West. That's just my opinion. I don't really have any facts behind that. I just think that we're going to see the East coast be a little bit, I don't want to say on the slower side, but just not as stacked because a lot of guys are still figuring their shit out. Yeah. I know, uh,
0: one name we'll touch on later, Shimoda, um, wants to do nothing but West Rounds, um, and he's in talks with the Phoenix team, and they're an East Coast-based team, so they're buttoned over that as well.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a big issue. (laughs) So, So, I don't know. I I think the racing, you know, it's going to be very interesting on the 250. and And As far as the 450s, you know, you start thinking about some of these... You know uh, what the soil is going to be like at a lot of these rounds and stuff. And other than Indy, you know, you're looking at two Texas rounds where, you know, I know in the past when when we've gone to Houston, you know, way back in the day, it was, you know, it could be tacky and stuff. But you know, you're looking at a lot of these rounds, the dirt really doesn't favor any of these guys in the 450 class over another, you know, as compared to when we go from the out, you know, the open stadiums to back into East where it's tacky, unless we go to Atlanta and St. Louis. But, you know, like I said, you're looking at, you're looking at the Texas rounds where the dirt's going to be just hard, you know, in Glendale, you know, it's been up and down depending on the rain that they get out there. So, you know, I think that with us not going to a lot of the normal places that we go to, it's going to be very interesting because nobody's really going to have the momentum as far as like who likes the soil better. So I don't know. I, I think that, you know, you normally don't think about that kind of stuff with Supercross, but. I think, this, I think this next season is going to be very interesting, and, you know, it's it's going to put a lot of level playing field. And once again, you know, how are these guys going to go to, now they know for sure we're doing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. You know, is that going to benefit some guys, you know, that don't like to travel as much? But what about if the guys get hurt, at, you know, at the first round or whatever? You know, it, it's, it's going to be a very interesting season, and um, I don't know, I, I hope it brings a lot of parity into it because, I mean, there's a lot of different storylines, especially with everybody switching teams. So I think it's going to be a very interesting year, even with us not knowing, you know, four rounds. And do we have any idea, like, when we think Utah, like, when what the date for the final round is?
2: They have a hard stop. Uh, I don't remember. It's like the first or second weekend in May, but I can't remember what exactly it is. But they do have a hard stop for it. Um, Prater said that on the podcast with Wege last week. They have a hard stop because, um, uh, motocross has a hard start, I think, at this point. I think. Okay. So, so they do have a hard stop because they are working with those guys, too. Because they have to this year, because since they're not doing futures, they have to work with the motocross side so that these kids can get their pro points so that they can raise supercross because you know supercross and motocross are totally similar so that's going to work well
1: <laughs> or you know maybe we just go with you know what we just kept talking about the whole entire uh, outdoor season and we just moved outdoor season back you know so then we won't have to worry about all this bullshit
2: that would be yeah, i'm fan. going to that would be fantastic I am. I am
1: man after seeing the way this year has gone you know, and the way the season went outdoors, even though, you know, it kind of takes away from, you know, the the guys that, you know, love to suffer. Uh, I'd love to see a late July start into early October every year. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be great. Give these cool. guys some time off. So, I don't know. But,
2: no,
0: I agree. Uh, I got one last thing to kind of wrap up the, uh, the schedule stuff.
2: Sweet. Go for uh, it. Do you think
0: the uh, the mid-race to, like, Tuesday races and stuff like that will bring in more of the casual fans? So you got you got the, uh, you know, like, all the corporate workers and stuff that live downtown have nothing better to do on a Tuesday night. Do you think then uh, you see Supercross and just go, oh, I'm going to check this out?
1: Like, is just a one person coming in or, like, a person bringing their family in?
0: I don't know. Let's say you got post-grad life. You got a bunch of college graduates that just moved to town. They got jobs. Um, basically like the workaholics guys, you got three guys sitting in an office or something like that, they're boys. So you think they say, Hey, fuck it. Let's get drunk and go to a supercross."
1: I could see that. I mean, considering the only reason I say that is, is because if you look at a lot of the rounds that we're going to, um, the city life is pretty good, you know? So maybe, I mean, I could, I could see it, you know, especially like I said, with Indy, um, Houston being the same way. Um, I don't really know what the life, the nightlife is like in Glendale but
2: i could see it the nightlife in glendale is pretty good especially right there by where they're at so but well then i mean I it think, could i think a lot depends on what happens in the next few weeks here that is above our pay grade and stuff we're not really talking about so yeah <laughs> um depending, yeah, depending how all that goes uh could depend a lot on that happening cuz yeah, i'm not sure there's could as many people working in the office setting downtown as what there was before so i don't know we'll we'll have to see
1: it's gonna be an interesting year though it's gonna be very interesting and hey man fucking three races in one week that'll be well yeah technically a week so that's cool
2: it's gonna it's (laughs) gonna be really weird having like those big breaks though like the 14 day and the 18 day break that's gonna be kind of weird but i mean whatever I think it's going
1: to benefit some guys, though. I think that Mathis and JT brought up a good point that, like, depending on how next year goes since we're doing it for an entire season, if the numbers line up right, they get people in the stadiums, the viewership is up, the team's kind of like having the time off. It's going to be very interesting to see what Feld and the teams decide moving forward.
2: Yes. Uh, well, it's so. um, it's definitely a forced learning experience is how I think Prater put it. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, – well, We'll see how it goes as to whether it translates into stuff in the future. So let's move on though to uh talking some silly seasons, some team changes, some things like that. Cole, what's what's up first on our list here?
0: Uh I the first thing I know is you just got you've gotten really quiet the last five minutes, so I don't know what you got going
2: on. Really? Huh, that's weird. I don't know. My levels show the same here, so I don't know. Huh. Stupid technology.
0: <laughs> huh. Fucking technology. Yeah, well, whatever.
2: Um. Roll it. Uh,
0: The first thing, uh, today being Monday, um, we all got our first glimpse of Bam Bam on the Red Red Gas Gas.
1: Oh, yeah, with that cool baseball bat. Yeah, the baseball bat's sick, isn't it? You see him on the trials bike? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Sick, bro. (laughs) Yeah, I posted it to the page.
1: Yeah,
0: sick. sick. (laughs) Anyway, uh, first things first, I want one. That thing looks good. A gas gas? Yeah, but I've been thinking about getting one anyway. But oh, you crazy. mean that red KTM? Yeah, I don't care. That
2: Whatever. was exactly where I was going with that.
0: <laughs> Whatever, the bike looks pretty good. Um, it does,
1: it does, especially with need- those black rims.
0: Yeah, yeah, we really didn't get to see a lot of Barsher riding that thing, like raw clips, it was all kind of bullshit.
1: They uh-huh. got a video of Mosman, though, on motocross action. How do you look? It, well, he wasn't riding Supercross, he was just riding out of Glen Helen, and it looks like he was kind of just shaking the bike down, so... Not really. The the bike looks good
0: though. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Thing, so. okay. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> can, I, can I ask a question? Yeah, I'm just uh, you know, I'm just curious to see how Barsh is gonna be on that thing. Um, hearing the rumblings around, already taking a tranny out of it, and,
1: and oh, I already blew up a motor. You heard the transmission. I already blew up a motor. yeah nice. well,
2: It was I, I a tranny, broke. but yeah, he blew it up uh, the first day he rode it. Yep.
1: Which is really weird, because uh, yeah, KTM's not really known for that
0: well i think with him though that being has he ever had a hydraulic clutch uh no yeah so i think that probably would have something to do with it just how hard he probably is on the clutch maybe or
1: yeah i I mean maybe that's it's yeah it's
2: interesting i don't know does he
0: (laughs) well hopefully they figured out because i think um obviously we know barsha can ride soft stuff really good yeah um and we have seen him ride the hard stuff really good. Uh, I think back to his Honda days, the rookie year, or maybe, yeah, maybe it was the rookie year he came out in Glendale or Phoenix back then and, and put the whooping on those boys on the hard pack stuff. So, um,
1: I think having that flex is going to help him. And yeah. I think that bike's going to be good. I think having the uh, the flex of that chassis – we don't need to get into it because everybody talks about it, you know, just the way Barsha rides the bike. Uh, I think coming off that Yamaha, it's obviously going to be a learning. It's going to be an adjustment, especially with the, the delivery of the, you know, the power of the motor compared to where that, you know, that fucking gas gas is going to rev to the moon, which is also going to help him too. Um, but I just still, I keep going back to, I think that chassis is going to help him out a lot, you know, and, and like you just said, you know, we know he's really good in the soft stuff. You know, he is good on the hard stuff, but he struggled over the years. I just think that that bike is going to help him out a lot. It's going to, it's going to take away some of his flaws, not everything, you know, him still hitting over rev is, there's nothing going to ever change that. But, um, if they get that bike dialed in, I, I expect big things out of him. I don't know how much better, like as far as at the end of the season in points he's going to be, but I think that he could be battling for more wins on that bike because it's definitely going to be better than the big piece of shit. He just came off of. I was
2: just yeah.
1: And I, another
0: thing too, Justin, um, more like the team atmosphere so he i mean obviously he's been big dog before like he is the man on the team yeah Um, but they are basically building this whole team around him um so i think that might be something that'll play in his favor like hey i have all this just because of me like i'm gonna go out and perform kind of thing yeah What were you going to say, Travis? You uh, sound like you had a couple things to
2: say. I, I do, I do. So does anyone think this is going to be like a big game changer for him, or is this just going to be normal? Barsha switches teams, everyone gets all hyped up, he comes out, he wins the opening round because that's just what he does now apparently and then we go right back to where he's been, where, like, in six weeks, oh, the bike sucks, the bike's garbage, or he hurts himself, and then he's off, and then he comes back, and then the bike's garbage. or like, so, I mean, are we going to see the same, or do we really think this is going to be a game changer? Because in my opinion, I don't think this is going to be a game changer. I think we're going to see a lot of the same things we've seen. We've, we've seen, like – Just in the time I've been back in the sport here since whatever it was, I think 14 or whatever, because I think when I came back was like his last year on Honda. When
0: I came back, he says.
2: (laughs) It was his last year on Honda. And so we went from Honda – to jgr yamaha and, oh so good oh i love the bike and oh whatever he comes out and he does pretty decent and then it kind of fades off and then oh we're gonna get on suzuki's and oh man this is so great and we fade off and then we get back on yamaha and, oh this is so great and then we just fade right off and then we get into the contract here and we you know come out with something to prove and we do something and then as soon as we get a contract we just fade off and so i mean i don't know man i i well I hope it gets
1: career is ending soon.
2: <laughs> yeah, well that's the thing too, is like I like I was having this conversation with Tom Cooper a little while ago, is that I think he's too late in his career for a real game changer move. Like it ta- it it would take a lot for him to really have a game changer, and I don't think changing brands is a game changer at this point.
1: All right, so he won he won one race this past year, right, in Supercross? It was, one. It was just A1, right?
2: Uh, sure. Yeah, I think so.
1: Okay, so he was A1, and I think, you know, even though Utah was a disaster for whatever reason, I don't know if he just wasn't putting in time during the break or whatever. We'll not get into that. But it was just a failure from where he was because he was – even though mathematically he was in it, he wasn't really in it. But as far as the, the chase for the title, um, I think that – because to touch on what Cole said about the team atmosphere, it's a lot different than Yamaha because even though we joke it is a KT, it's a brand new team, TLD, but it's a brand new, you know, manufacturer as far as like who they're going to be dealing with on a day-to-day basis. It's going to be different, you know, TLD, other than when they had Townley and Mookie, they've never really had a guy of Barsh's status as far as a 450 guy. Um, So I think that if he wins one this past year, I think that that program and that bike jump it up to two. Give him maybe a position better in the points. But as to your point, Travis, no. I don't think it's going to be a game changer. I just think, though, I keep going back to the bike. I think he's going to be fighting the bike a lot less, which maybe means you see Barshell a little bit more happier throughout the year. So maybe we don't hear as much as there's a, there's a lot of drama going on. So, no, if, if you want a hard answer, no. He's not going to win a championship. Is he going to be battling for more wins? Yeah, maybe. But I can't really see it being a lot different. I just don't think you're going to be seeing him as pissed off throughout the year, if that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I
0: kind of agree with what Travis says, too, um, just because that's just the, it's the revolving wheel of how harsh has always been. Yeah. Um, but, again, kind of branching off a little bit of what you said, Justin, about being TLD, never having a guy of that stature. Yep. Um, i got to feel like whatever he asks for, he's going to get it.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, the only thing that I'm afraid of, and I just don't like this guy, and I haven't said it in the group text, is is he going to butt heads with Tyler Queef? <laughs> is he going to butt <laughs> heads with Keith? Is he going to butt heads with him? Because, I mean, you've got two totally different personalities, and let's be honest, we all know Barsha really doesn't like to be told what to do. Yeah. And Keith, he's kind of a no-nonsense guy, and he kind of has a stick up his ass all the time. So is that going to be an issue? I mean, that's the only thing that I could see where there's going to be drama throughout the year. But if they don't butt heads and they don't really talk to each other, which is fucking weird, team manager and rider not talking to each other. But if they don't get into it, then I just think that you won't hear as much of, oh, he hates the bike, he hates the bike. Because, I, like I said, that bike I think is going to be a lot better than what he just came off of. Um, but as far as, yeah, big changes. As far as results, not a lot. Just maybe one more win, which is good, I guess, you know. Yeah. It'll be
0: interesting to hear what he says on uh he's on Paul Trip night, so
1: Oh yeah, that's right. He was he's on there tonight talking about it.
0: Yeah. So it'll, it'll be interesting to listen to that this week and kind of see what he has to say. But I mean back to what Travis said again. He's always like, Oh, bike's so sick, bike's so sick and then it slowly goes downhill. So
1: You think after his contract's over with them, he's done? Yeah. Okay. He's got a two year deal, right?
2: Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So he'll
1: be so he'll be 30 turning 31 then, if that's the case. Yeah, I think he probably only has two more years.
2: Yeah,
0: possibly Europe. We thought maybe we'd see that, but
1: uh, I'd like to see it. I think it'd be cool.
2: I mean, it would yeah, be cool would be. to see, but I'm doubtful. I ha- Oh, yeah, people, me people too. People have asked, but. and he hasn't really said, yeah, that's what I'm going to do type thing or really wanting to do. So, yeah, I'm doubtful yeah, on that. Yeah, and at
0: that age, too, you're not going to go to Europe and have success in the first year. No. will be there three, four years, so. Okay. No, not so, at all.
2: So can we can we talk about their two fifty guys a little bit too? How I mean, okay, so sure. How does Rockstar get rid of Mosman?
1: Uh well okay. Blair kind of uh, paid money <laughs> well Blair kind of talked about this on his two fifty, I guess you could call it preview show. Okay, I must have missed um part. or whatever. I don't know if it's a preview. So you listen to it, right? Yeah. Well he made the comment, think about it, you know. KTM Husky Gas Gas, it's basically just swapping one dude to another. But obviously okay. Husky didn't get anything in return. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, let's let's be honest though. Like we we keep talking about it, and it is a you know Red KTM Gas Gas whatever. But like that's really all I can think of, and that it is. It's just Husky taking one guy and moving them over to their redheaded stepchild brother. What I don't know. I mean, that's the only thing I think of. It's the only thing that makes sense. Um, but it's, I don't know. I mean, is it, is it going to be any less of, you know, is the bike going to be worse? No. So I don't know. I think it's a bad move on Husky getting rid of him in that sense, because I think they could have just given Jaleek Swole to them, but whatever.
0: Yeah. But I also think they're looking at, they need a guy to represent that. Um,
1: yeah. Pierce
0: down in the Brown and Jaleek Brown full on the team. Whoa!
2: Whoa! Whoa! That's, um, whoa, that's whoa. my that yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is Brown. Whoa. Whoa. whoa! 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 That's that's my other thing is how do we how do we land on Pierce Brown as our other guy? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, see
0: Moseman the over there, they need a guy that's going to be toward the front
1: on a gas gas. Um, see, like, and this is what, uh, what I was
0: bullshit guys for a brand new band, brand.
1: Well, well, this is what I was talking about earlier in the group text about you know guys not having rides. Like, are. Are we seriously, like, just going to overlook the fact that Hard Track doesn't have a ride right now? Like, are you kidding me? Well, like, I know is, that Brandon didn't... What's up?
2: This is something that, that uh, what's his nuts, Blair brought up, too, on his podcast. Is, okay, so now you have this new team. They have a 250 and a 450 deal, but you only got one 250 rider. So, you on each coast, you've got one dude, and if he gets hurt, what? You're bringing in somebody to... To substitute for him or What the, what team is this? Gas Gas. Gas Gas.
0: They got a they got a big dog.
2: No no.
1: They no, no, have... Travis is saying one West Coast guy and one East Coast guy, so if one guy gets hurt, kinda of the same thing that Honda's doing with Jet and Hunter.
0: Well, there's rumblings of a second guy next to Max Voland and
1: maybe they'll make a spot there for hard drive That's I'll it. just say that if Brandon doesn't end up with a ride, that's some bullshit.
2: I mean, I will I will go on record as a green with Daniel Blair on this whole 250 thing with Husky and KTM and GasGas Gas of Okay, so you just took the team basically that you had and you just spread the shit out farther. Like, you didn't add, you added another team, but you didn't add any spots. I mean, there should be two more spots on GasGas. Gas. What is who does Husky have on their roster right now?
1: RJ Robertson and Swole.
2: So you got three there, so you're gonna run two on one coast and one on the other?
1: Well, and that's another thing too, is Husky has one championship contender in RJ and a rookie in, in Robertson and a guy in Swole who just fucking sucks.
2: <laughs> Whoa, don't hold any punches back there. Tell us how you really I'm feel. not going to. Jesus Christ. I'm not going to. Uh, this is
1: Jordan Bailey all over again.
2: Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so this like this doesn't make any sense to me. Well, and then and then you go to KTM. And KTM's running Max one two fifty guy who hasn't even ever rode a big bike and like never even raced an a race. Yeah, never even raced an a race, and you're just going to throw him in there all by himself, like with no other two fifty help. And uh, I think
0: they'll have somebody next to him.
2: Okay, but then again, I think that yeah. I yeah. mean, what are what are they expecting? Like, are we really just going to go team tactics from all three brands built together? Like, is that our is that our plan here? Because, like, I don't I don't understand it. Like, I don't understand Honda either with the keeping Hunter and Jet, and, like, that's it. We're running one east, one west. Like, what the hell? Or are you going to run both of them on the east? Or, I'm sorry, both of them on the west, and then the east coast is going to be these other Honda teams? Like, I, what are you doing? I don't understand it.
1: Yeah, as far as uh, this whole situation going on with KTM Husky and Gas yes. Gas, um, I am very surprised in the sense that because we all know this is actually coming up from the KTM brass bosses, it's a little weird because they don't normally run their program like this. And still, I think having Max Bolin as your one, get, one guy, no matter what coast he rides is just, it's a terrible idea because you're basically throwing him into the lion's den because if he goes out there and he gets hurt, it's going to let KTM look real stupid. Or if he goes out there and he doesn't get hurt, but he just gets his ass handed to him. Like you're just, you're stunting the kid's growth as a rider. Because he never raced an A race. He literally just came up with them
0: all over again. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, what do you think is going to happen to that kid's psyche if he goes out to whatever round he rides at, and he goes out and he barely qualifies? And I'm not saying that's going to happen, but if anybody thinks he's going to go out there and just start putting it to everybody, no matter what coast he's on, you're fooling yourself. Just because he fucking killed it in in the schoolboy classes at Loretta's and he looked good for a few rounds, a few straight rhythm rounds, like, No. I don't understand what KTM and all these teams are thinking, but to your point, Travis, about, like, the way the riders I think that even though it's all under, like, KTM, I think each guy on each team secretly is going to have, trying to prove a point. Like, RJ is going to want to go out there, and if he's racing against Moseman and Max Boland or whoever, he's going to want to be the top dog, or vice versa. Bozeman's going to want to prove a point, no matter depending on who he's racing against from Husky. You know, so I, I don't know. I, I think it's a shit show, to be honest with you. Though, When I completely agree with Daniel Blair, like how do you have this many teams and you have that many low rider count? Like, I mean, no I,
2: did, I just did quick math in my head. They should have seven more rides between those teams. Seven. Yeah, you should have
1: at least two in each coast. Yeah. For each, just right off the back. Like, like, like there K- should be yeah.
2: seven rides there. There should be two more at Honda. So, I mean, you should have nine rides total in the 250 class more which if we added nine more rides i mean all of a sudden all these guys that are over here on the sidelines basically looking in that don't have a ride i mean all of a sudden we take care of them and some i mean uh, okay great and that's not even we haven't even gotten to like jgr and what the hell no one knows what's going on there is happening um so i mean you're talking like all of a sudden we could solve some of the problems in the world here. As far as the moto gods go of like dudes not having rides, but instead we're fucking around with basically what, what did we say? We had three, four, five, six. We have six rides between three fucking teams, which is unreal. Stars got six guys on one fucking coast.
1: Well, it looks like uh, you know more of these uh, more of these manufacturers or more of these sponsors need to start getting in the cocaine business, like Monster Energy, because uh, God
2: Jesus.
0: <laughs> Here we go. Oh boy. Like no, like, no. So that that can lead us right into that situation. So yeah, um, like Mookie and that signing and stuff. So obviously, there's a little more money to be thrown around with yeah. some of the teams. Yep. Um, or not the teams, but uh, I guess brands, because they aren't throwing money at Geico Honda, and that money has to go somewhere.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, so um, yeah. how many semis do you think, realistically here, by the time we actually get to Houston for the first round, how many semis do you actually think Star's going to have in the pits? Six?
1: Well, seven, we know it's going to be we, <laughs> we know it's for sure going to be two. There's like There's no gonna, way they're fitting now,
2: everyone they got in two semis. I mean, Well, wow, come
1: them. outdoors is going to be more interesting when these amateur kids like Romano and Kitchen and LeBlanc all decide to move up. That's, oh, bro. You know, and then you bring Thrasher back into it.
2: Out, outdoors, they're going to have ten fucking semis at the races. Like, let's face it. T- there's going to well, be at okay. least ten semis at the races for outdoors, and there's, there's got to be six for the fucking—for Supercross. Like, it's unreal. So—
1: did you guys see that video of Mookie? Uh, I think SWAT posted it of him just doing testing at the State Fair MX.
2: I have not yeah, watched outdoors. the Mookie one, no. And I just saw okay. the J-Mart one when The j one? Yeah, I haven't yeah. watched that either.
1: So uh, the first thing I thought of, and I didn't really read the press release um, from, you know, the, they talked about the signing with Mookie. But I started thinking about this, and it's obviously, we all know it's a Supercross only deal. But with the way that Star, Star, whether it's Star, Yabaha, Monster Energy, whoever, we think it's Monster Energy and probably it's pretty sure it's Monster Energy throwing the money around. Um, do we think that this being a Supercross-only deal, that it's not Mookie that went to them, that they went to Mookie, and that's why it's a Supercross-only deal? Because I have a hard time believing that Star would pick up a guy, in, especially in the now that they're going with the factory effort, and offering somebody a Supercross-only deal. So that makes me wonder if they went to him, and that's why it's Supercross-only, because I can't see him going to them and then be like, oh yeah, we're just going to let you ride Supercross-only.
2: Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, you,
1: so, you, so, you, so you, you agree, you think they went to him, not the other way around?
2: Yep, I think okay. they I think
0: yeah, they who, wanted... who else was in talks It was between him and who?
1: Well, I don't think it was anybody else, to be honest with you. I think they were always pretty much – I mean, Mikel Ratt, but that wasn't going to happen, so it was pretty much always him, just I, him.
2: I would say say, on 450s, the only other one I heard outside of Dylan and Shane was rumbling for a little bit there was, was Mookie. And, yeah, I think it was – I think they literally did a name grab on him. They had some money open up because, obviously, Geico shut down. And, like, Cole, like you said, there was there's money from some of these other sponsors that all of a sudden can get thrown around at different people. And, yeah, I think that's exactly what we had happen is they came into a little bit of extra money. And, obviously, I don't think Mookie is getting paid a whole hell of a lot to ride for them. Um, and they were like, hey, bro, you want to come uh, ride this bike? And we'll give you some money and you can keep your gear deal and it'll all be cool.
1: So that's very interesting, if that is true, which I, uh, yeah, I definitely think it is. But that's very interesting in itself because if you really think about over the way deals have been negotiated and changed over the last, uh, I'll just say, ten years, and more and more guys getting more higher end, you know, agents and going to these different, you know, uh, agencies and stuff because now they're, you know, these guys are getting more money, so on and so forth. You don't really ever see a team, especially a team like Star, go to a guy and say, "Hey, just come ride our bike." Just come ride our bike. We'll pay a little bit of money. You get to do whatever you want. Just come ride our bike. That doesn't normally happen. You know, like I started thinking about it before we got on this phone call, and I tried to come, you know, think of some names that that might have happened, and I can't really think of anybody. Like even even in the early two thousands, like that just didn't normally happen. They didn't really. Top teams don't just go to guys. It's always the other way around. So if that's the case. That's very interesting in itself and and we're not gonna get into the economics and all that kind of bullshit with this, but it's very interesting in itself if that is the case that they went to him not the other way around.
2: Okay, but let's look at this let's look at this at a different light too. Who else do they have on four fifties? Okay, they have Dylan who is a rookie and Plessaker. Yeah, yep. So they have Dylan who's a rookie, who could do good could wad himself in the first corner in the first practice in houston we're not 100 percent sure we think he's gonna do all right because he did good on the 250 but we don't really know okay we don't really know how he's gonna really fit in again we have ideas but we're not sure then you have then you have then you have ap now ap we've seen ken run inside the top 10 But for unless they do something crazy with that bike, which could happen again, could. Um, I mean, he's he ran a lot of his 450 races up until he hurt himself. What in the say, uh, seven to seven to 15 range, basically. Um, well, two
1: years ago, he was getting a little bit of momentum when he was getting it. He got two top fives, and then obviously got hurt to Daytona. And then last year, he was just he was pretty much hurt up pretty much until he just stopped, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, he was, but again, so yeah. we have another basically unknown. We don't know how it's going to go, but from what we've seen, it's not It's not great, and they're basically yeah. locked in with him because he had a contract. So yep. you want to yeah. take and this... And he
0: isn't getting paid either, I think, for... He has to, in his contract, has to ride a certain amount of races before yep. he can even get paid. Yep.
2: Yeah,
1: uh-huh. he's got the whole hill
0: thing going on. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so... so
0: I mean, that's another... another so look I'll at let, uh, Yamaha has all this money. I mean, they saved money from not paying him for a year because um, he got hurt, uh, and then they didn't take a couple of the engineers from the factory effort.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, they got rid of some of the older guys.
2: Yep.
0: So I mean, there's two, three, what fifty, sixty thousand dollars salaries maybe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so um, look at your so, optics here. So now you're bringing Mookie, who this year proved he could go 17 rounds, proved he could run, we'll say. Four, 4 to ninth place most of the time, uh-huh. okay? One I mean, heat. Yeah. Yeah, one a heat. I mean, so, so you want someone that in Supercross you can put some optics on in a good way, hopefully, for your brand new team here in the 450 yep. class. I mean, when you start looking at it that way, it starts to make sense as to why they would go to him. I mean, like you said, it, it hasn't really happened a lot in the history of the sport, but you start looking at what you got going on, and boom, there it is. So No, I think
0: it'll be good for him. He's going into a season with a little bit of time to prep. It's the first time he's been on a full bore factory team. Um, Supercross only is kind of something that he wants. Um, I think it'll be a good situation for him.
1: I think it's going to be very interesting to see how he gels with that bike, because like I kept telling you guys, talking about with you know, the way I view Frenchie season is, is if the star engineers get that bike dialed in because we know that bike is good because we've seen what Barsha can do, you know, and then also even though it's a different situation, we see how well it does in the GP. So as much as I'm not a Yamaha guy, that bike is good. It's better than people give it credit for. It's just Yamaha was stuck in the old way of thinking. So if they can get that bike dialed in, it's going to be very interesting to see how a guy like Mookie will be able to get that bike to do what he wants to do. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I don't love it. I love the signing. I think it's great. I just – I think it's very interesting because you don't normally see a full factory 450 team especially with the way they're running their program doing something like that. So, it's going to be very interesting. And I also do wonder that because I'm pretty sure this is AP's last year of his deal, that if Mookie goes out and kills it, does he just become does he just get a like a contract like extension? Like does he just become the full-time second guy and maybe they talk him into doing outdoors? I, I, think that's I don't know. So I, I, think it's it's a I think it's a, he a possibility. It,
0: he was pretty good outdoors.
1: No, I still to this day don't understand why. I know that he doesn't like to train as hard as some of the other guys, but I've always said I don't understand why he doesn't do outdoors because even in the 250 days, it's not like he's never like he's done good. I never understood it.
2: So, bro, bro he brought outdoors. He keeps saying this. He doesn't, but he would.
1: So, dude, and I think he. I mean, he, I don't think he'd be a threat to uh, you know podium as far as points at the end of the year. But we know a Mookie can do with one, two, three lap heaters. So like he would be in there and mix it up for at least ten, fifteen minutes. Hundred percent. Right? Yeah, yeah.
2: So, so okay, you want to continue yeah. down the star rabbit hole a little bit here because we also have a so we have a surprise signing that none of us really saw <laughs> coming in uh, Jeremy Martin <laughs> yeah. going back there. And then, oh uh, and then obviously Craig moved over, which that we all kind of knew before the end of the end of the motocross season that he was going. Hell, I think we knew that in Supercross that he was going there. So that's not yep. really a surprise. I don't now. Let's quickly touch on Craig, and then we'll move to J Mart here because we're going going kind of long here. Um, so yep. as far as the Craig thing goes, I don't think it's going to be a game changer for him. Um, and I think honestly, I think he is going to take Mookie's bike when they go outdoors. I think he's going 450. I've heard rumblings. And, I was just saying
1: about to say the same thing.
2: And I think that's yep. what he's going to do. But I don't really see it being a game changer as far as in Supercross. I just see it as a lateral move. I guess. I mean, any any other thoughts on that? Other than other than that,
0: um, there are the rumors going around um, that. Page dad took her money out of the Geico team or whatever yep. and took it over to that team. Um, so if that is the case, it's still a I don't need to perform to be here kind of deal. Um, and I think a guy like Craig needs that I need to perform to stay kind of thing. Um, so it'll be, I mean, that, that's kind of the way I look at it. If, if it's family involved, he's just, you know, I'm going to put this phone on like he does every year. Like I'm going to be a guy, I'm going to win races and then just shit the bed all
1: year. Well, I'll say this: I think that if he, if he is not on the same coast as Fortner or Jet, I think that, uh, man, it's hard because you guys know I like Christian, but we do know how he is. We we know where his head can be sometimes. I think if he's not on the same coast, what's up?
2: He hits the ground a lot. Let's face it. I mean, look at last year. He, does, he was in but position that bike to do is, well in races, and he hit the ground a lot. Now sometimes, but it wasn't that bike his is path.
1: so fucking good, though.
2: I mean, God, man, I can't wait know.
0: to see him go through the world on that thing.
2: I
1: mean, I will say this: I think that if he's not on the same coast as Jet and Forkner, I think that he's going to be a title threat. I'm not saying he's going to win a title, but. That bike is just good. It's just better than all the other 250s. There's no ifs, fans or buts about it. It doesn't matter. I know it's not as big of a deal in Supercross compared to outdoors with the horsepower, but that bike is just good. We know how smooth Christian is. I guess. But, I do agree. On, don't, we with say that.
2: That, don't we say this every year, though, with him of, like, title threat, title threat, and then it well, just never seems to materialize? Because I'll agree, I'll agree with what Cole <sighs> said. If Paige's dad pulled, or, pulled his money from Geico and brought it over to Star, and that's why he's on Star— then it really, I mean, I think it's a wash again. I think I think it's like J-Mart, too, with it. I think, as far as Supercross goes, okay? Let's let's keep this statement correct here so before I get fucking, before you guys chew my ass off. Uh, <laughs> I think in Supercross, I think it's just a lateral move for J-Mart. I don't foresee this being a game-changer for him either.
1: I think, once again, it just depends on who's on what coast. I really do. I think that if those guys are away from... You know, Jet and and Fortner and and Fortner and Jet are on the same coast as each other and everybody else. Like I said, you're you're looking at you know who and you know we're not going to go too deep into it, but it's 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 Craig, it's J Mart, it's R J. Like those are going to be the favorites, and we all know what they've done in Supercross. We know they're really fast. They could win races. J Mart has obviously won races. Craig has won a race. R J hasn't yet, but it's unproven guys. Like we don't have a guy this year in the 250 class that has been able to prove. That even being in the points, they been, can be consistent, and that's the thing. Like, if they're away from Fortner and Jet, it, it's it's, it, it's a toss-up on who's going to be the favorite. Because that's the thing is, is okay. Just right now, just off the top of your head, say Jamar Fortner or Jamar Christian and RJ are, are the three favorites, and they're on the same coast. Who are you picking?
2: Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm not argu- I'm not arguing this point with you at all. But, again, that's not, a, that's not a bike thing. That's just a circumstance thing as far as they're on a coast where there isn't a heavy, heavy hitter, we'll call it. Um, and, yeah, and then they are the hitters on that coast. Yeah, I, I will totally agree with that. Now as far as who I'm picking out of those three, man, um, I'm going with R.J., which is okay, it's weird, weird and hard yeah. to say, but I'm going with RJ because he's... I guess
1: my point is, is that bike, we know how good Christian is, what he can do with a lead. We've seen it a bunch of times in the heat races, and that's the difference with that bike compared to the Geico bike is that bike is going to get him starts. And if, if that's just it, where he just needs to get a start...
2: Yeah, but it, like I said, if, starts in Supercross are not as... Not well, as my point is, is that he,
1: all his races that he won we heat races because he got to start is my point. Yes. And that's the thing is, is, where I think that bike, I don't think it's going to be as big of a difference, but I think just to kind of all come back where with what Cole was saying about with, you know, Paige's dad, Jeff putting money in which, you know, that, that is a thing. I mean, I told, I was telling you about that, Travis, we were talking about that off camera a couple weeks, you know, weeks ago. Uh, I think that this year is different in the sense because now that he proved that he did a whole season on a 450 outdoors and he proved his worth whether you can talk about Coop and Kenny not being there and so on and so forth, he proved his worth. He proved that he can be a top-ten guy, run in the top five, get on the box. I think that he knows that this is his last chance to prove to the teams because Christian's 28. He's going to be 29 next year. Like His, his, his career is not going to be too much longer. And if he wants to be on a 450 the last couple years of his career, he's <laughs> got to do something this year. And I think for the first time, he's realizing that if he doesn't get it done this year, whether that means winning a title or not, his chances of doing anything, they're over with. Like, he's not going to get that 450 ride. So that's that's the only reason why I think this year might be different.
2: Okay. All right. Now, um, as far as J-Mart goes, again, another guy that I don't think the bike's game-changing for him in Supercross. Outdoors, completely different story.
1: I think they're fucked outdoors. But
2: oh, every, yeah. <laughs> everyone is fucked eight ways to never outdoors again. <laughs> Unless, for some reason – the actual Honda R and D team uh, completely figure something out with that bike that where it can stay with the with the Star Yamahas, which I think yeah, is next happened. to impossible. Yeah, yeah. where Jet could <laughs> do that. Uh, outside of that, nope. Uh, yeah, uh, you. I mean, I don't, I don't normally do this, but we could just hand the trophy out before the season starts, and then just yeah, we know, might as well. see what happens because yeah, those boys are all screwed. So yep. Did anybody else's jaw, like, fall on the floor, though, when we heard that J-Mart signed with Star? Because mine did. I had to pick it yeah, after, yeah. yeah, after yeah.
0: some of the stuff we know about other writers banging his fiance. Like that, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't think he'd be back.
2: I just. I, yeah. yeah,
1: no, I was, I, I literally just, I woke up, I saw that, and I was like, you've got to be shitting me. Was, was <laughs> Seth rare involved in all that, too? Ooh, that's a good question. I would have to think so, man. I would have to think there was a lot going on behind the scenes that nobody knew about because I don't see j just going, yeah, no, well, we can work this out. I just, I don't see it. I, I do not see that happening. Yo, don't there you, had to have been a lot of moving yeah, parts. Yeah. Don't, rare, you have some, don't you
2: have somebody you could call and ask 40. about that, Justin? Yeah, I do.
1: Yeah, I do. Why don't, why don't yeah. you
2: get some fucking info then?
1: You know what, man? Why don't you just back off? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean dude, I'm over here working like a fucking dog trying to get fucking info for shit and you I mean you just gotta make a phone call
1: uh, anyways uh yeah no as far as the supercross thing um, like I said I think it just all depends on if those guys aren't on the same coast as jet or Fortner because like I said the same thing with Craig if he's not on the same coast as Fortner and jet, yeah, he's gonna be a title threat but if he's on the same coast as them then he's just gonna you know maybe get a win and then he's just gonna be a top three guy. You know, because I just think for the first time in a long time that even though, you know, the way 2020 ended with, with Frenchie and Sexton winning their titles, this is the first time I can see in a long time that there's two guys that are just clear to better than everybody else. Like, if those—it'll be the same thing in 2019 if Fortner ends up on a coast that Jet's not there. He could just win out. And the same thing with Jet. He could just win out.
2: So, so I, have, I have a question for you guys. What is the percentage pie— that they don't end up on the same coast? I would like to see them on the
1: same coast. I, I mean, I, I'm about... I think they're going to be on the same coast.
2: I'm about, 95, be I'm about 95% in they're going to be on the same coast, and I will tell you my reasoning why, and I have no information on this. I believe that Jet is going to do everything in his power to make sure he's on the same coast as Forkner, because I think... Uh, what do you th- think?
1: It's west or east?
2: Oh shit, that I don't know. That I, I think no it's idea. west
1: because I think Fortner's still dealing with his internal injuries from yeah, uh, be, Utah, yeah. and uh, I know that he's he's been on back on the bike, but then he just recently had to have another surgery like two or three weeks ago. So, I mean, he may not even be back on a bike until late November. So, um, I think that'll be on the same coast. And, yeah, I think it's going to be – I think it'll be Glendale will be the first time we'll see those two together.
2: Yeah, I just I just think Jet is not scared, and I think Jet's got that – we'll call it bravado where he yeah. wants to go out and prove he's the best, and he's not stupid. He knows that Forkner is the best 250 rider as far as Supercross goes right now, so I think yep, he will I do everything he, in uh, his I power. I think he knows how to get in Forkner's head, too. Oh, Yeah. Uh, Well,
1: see, here's the thing, though. I completely agree with that, but I think we also saw in Utah, though, that Fortner can play the same game. Now, it's not going to end well for either one of them because with Jet being younger and Fortner just being a dipshit, but I just hope that they realize that if they're going to already come in playing that game, they're going to both throw their title chances away trying to fuck with each other the whole entire season.
2: How many rounds does it go before Jet calls Fortner Forky on the podium?
1: It depends on if he can beat him straight up. (laughs) <laughs> if he beats him, if he – no, no I, like, I, just, I know you were joking around, but like I, I, I think it depends on if he beats him straight up. If he can beat him, I think he's just going to keep talking shit. He'll throw little jabs in there. But I think that if they go out in Glendale, if that's the first time they race against each other, and Fortner just, just straight up spanks him, kind of like he did in Utah, then I don't think you'll see the same thing. But I think that if Jet at any point beats him – I think Jet's gonna throw little jabs here and there, whether it's on the podium or it's on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. But I think it's a legit beef. I think that the whole him and Cooper thing was kind of like a you know a one-time thing. I just think him and Forkner don't like each other at all, right. and I think it's gonna be it's gonna make it great for us because I think they're gonna get into it the whole entire season.
2: Now, do you think that because uh, we, we know <laughs> we know Forkner's a head case. Now, so yeah. we know, and we know Jet will talk shit. So yep. Jet can get into his head. Do you think that Forkner can get into Jet's head at all? Like, let's say, let's say no, Forkner's beating it, him, and Jet can't seem to get it together no. to beat him. Do you think that gets to Jet, or Jet just keeps head down, talking shit and going at it?
0: I think it fuels shit. Just look at Outdoors. Um, well, the yeah, Cooper thing, and then he comes out at Paula. Cooper's in front of him. Catches him, passes him, pulls away.
1: Here's the thing, I yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'll just say I don't think that. I think that you. I think you're both right. I think that Jet will just put his head down. I think it'll just get rid of the point that Jet just he doesn't really talk then for a while. He just kind of just tries to do whatever he can, whether it's working with the you know getting the bike dialed in or just working on his technique. And he just beats him like he has. He just he doesn't have to just beat him. I don't think that he's gonna you know it's gonna get into his head. It's gonna fluster him. I just think that you won't hear anything out of Jet for a while because th- that's the thing. I like Jet, and I think that he is the future. And I think that as far as twenty twenty two is concerned, I think he's going to be the title favorite indoors and out. But he's not faster than Forkner. Now, yeah, maybe he'll beat him, but he's not. There's not going to be too many times, in my opinion, that I think he's just going to go out there and he's going to yard Forkner. So it's going to be it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be a game of wits. Who can? Who's not going to crack, and I don't know. It's going to make it great for us, though, because, like I said, I think that those two will get into it the whole entire season.
0: Exactly. Yeah, he didn't take no shit in Utah either when uh, when Fortner tried messing with him.
1: No, uh, not at all. Yeah, he put his head down, caught him in the heat, and that's him. Well, oh. and then that's also going to be interesting, too, with Mosman if he's on the same coast as Fortner, because those two got it two enough times last <laughs> year for this year. So Fortner's just got everybody gunning for him. Yeah. Yeah, Hunter ain't fucking with him either. Well, you know, maybe Fortner getting or uh, you know getting fucking dumped or whatever you want to call it by his chick, and Blair had a little bit of insight on, or he had something to say about this. Maybe Fortner's just not the same dude this year. I don't know. We'll get into that when we talk about you know a 250 preview. But it's gonna be very interesting on all ends from a lot of these 250 guys. Blair talked about the chick?
2: Oh yeah, he brought it. Oh up. yeah,
1: he yeah. They kind of whoever the co-host, they kind of have theories that maybe this is gonna be good for him because he's always used to being you know. Whatever. We'll, we'll not just, you'll have to go listen to it because they kind of talked about it for like 10, 15 minutes. So, Blair, what's up? Nothing. All okay.
2: right. Cole, what else we got on the list here? We've been at this for a little over an hour, so let's let's make the, um, the rest of this kind of quickish.
0: Uh, so I had a couple more things. Uh, well, I had MCR, Honda, um, Savachi, and Tickle.
1: Let's talk about MCR for a second. You guys see that's uh, Bloss, McElrath, and. Uh, ride riding the 2020s and Freeze is riding the 2021.
2: That's mm-hmm. interesting.
1: Yeah, Freeze that's, is going to be the test guy.
2: That's super interesting that they have one dude on the new bike.
1: Well, well, also you want to know what's interesting is they keep saying the Hill signed and I guess uh Josh got on Instagram and said Hill's not signed. That he bought two bikes to practice on, but there's there's been no deal, no ink to paper. No, yeah, huh. I
0: I see that too because uh he's been rocking O'Neill gear, helmet boots and everything. Yeah. There. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of interesting. That's what I said.
2: So you think that's so. a, you think that's a uh, Hill deal or is that a MCR deal?
1: I as, as far, far as Hill. the gear.
2: No, no, no. I mean, as far as like why there's no deal inked yet.
1: Oh, Ooh, I think that's, well, I don't know. <laughs> that's the <laughs> Hill thing, dude. Yeah, it's gotta be. I mean, I don't know. I do find it interesting, though, that they would make the press release that he's on the team and then Josh comes out and says, yeah, no, there's there's been nothing signed yet. So that's, I don't know.
2: Typical typical Hill family, shit's all fucked up and no one knows why.
1: Oh, uh, you know, he's going to come out. We'll see an interview in, this, you know, in like second week of December. Oh, dude, it's 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 a new year. I'm motivated. I'm going to come out and I'm going to show him what's up. I'm going to get some wins. Maybe he should yeah. just take <laughs> a couple
2: years off and be like his brother and go back to the 250 class and maybe he'll win another regional title.
1: Well, you know, maybe he'll just go start hanging out at Monster Energy parties and snorting cocaine too. Jesus Christ! They're, maybe he'll be winning real moto medals. Whatever, dude.
2: Uh, anyway, uh, what else we got? Whatever, they're talented on bikes, both of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'm not Curls arguing they're,
0: that. At their house and the, some of the shit they're doing.
1: I think Justin Hill is one of the most talented dudes to ever throw a leg over a dirt bike, and I don't think people talk about it enough. And I know that because all he's ever won is the one two fifty title, but if you watch the shit that that dude does, like, yeah, no. I love watching Ju- – and Josh. I love watching yeah. both of them ride, but – and and Travis knows this. I am I was a huge Justin Hill supporter, still kind of am. I'm just kind of sick of his shit. Like, he says the same thing every year. And I know, I know a lot of these guys do, but it's like, bro, like, you're expected to do something, and what? He had – had, what two good races this past year like that was it right yeah, two maybe maybe yeah
0: so, uh, the one he looked like he was gonna show up at and he was running really good he just got taken out and had bad luck
2: i mean he, yeah, pun- so. he punched the barrier behind the thing a lot i know that
1: <laughs> I wish uh, so uh, yeah i guess we got uh what we have savachi and tickle and then you wanted to talk about the phoenix thing so uh tickle, tickle. i got quite a the what's up the- I heard Tickle for Rocky
0: Mountain. Ah, I think they're taking Bogle.
1: No, no, no. I heard Tickle, Rocky Mountain, and Bogle. Oh, that'd be sick. I think that'd yeah. be cool.
0: So that... Another shot at that KTM. Sivashi, I, mean... I mean... I I think I could see Tickle going back to JGR and Savashi getting that KTM spot just
1: because... Wow. Well, be so Joey ain't going back to JGR because he's... No, no, no. Well what's going on with JGR though? Because I mean we haven't heard nothing.
2: Well, I Well what's
1: Mitchell heard- know? I thought he was about to put his uh, pen to paper. Man, I haven't talked
0: to him. Stop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I heard I heard Suzuki is uh kind of being a pain in the ass, is what I keep hearing.
0: Again? No way. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> because so You're here kidding.
2: so here's what I heard, and I don't remember if his pulp or where it was, but what I heard is is that the deal was, if you saw Teasdale riding the last few rounds for JGR, that means that the casino deal was inked. So Teasdale was there on a JGR. So supposedly the casino deal is inked. Now, where they're struggling, like I said, is supposedly Suzuki and them are going back and forth. Now is that a JGR thing or is that a Suzuki thing because
0: Suzuki versus the casino? Suzuki Well,
2: Here's the thing. What uh, my my thought in all this is Hep. H- um cuz Hep is Hep is growing. I mean, dude, let's face it. Shane was on Hep's radar. Which the Shane to MCR thing's kind of interesting. So Shane's not going to ride outdoors like
1: yeah, that's another thing too. and it's boss. And I ride and outdoors.
2: lost' too. I mean like where where are those guys gonna go for outdoors?
1: Oh no, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sorry. MCR did announce that they're going outdoors. What? Yeah they're going outdoors. Tony Alessi
2: back at the outdoor now, Nationals.
1: I don't know if that means Hill's going outdoors, but yeah, they announced they're going outdoors.
2: Oh boy, that's why well, that's, Hill, that's why Hill hasn't signed. Hill. What, what'd you say, Cole? That's probably what the holdup is on Hill.
1: Yeah, because there's... Anyways. Um,
2: yep, he either doesn't want to go outdoors or they're not paying him enough money, and so he's trying to be like, well, I want more money, and they're like, well, you're not worth more money because, let's face it, you haven't fucking done anything in the last year. Anyway, um, yeah. So, so- the
1: Savachi thing, though, I have I have three, th- I have three teams, and I'll, I'll just put them out there, and I, I've only heard of one. Okay. And it's kind of what you just said with H- HEP. But the three teams, and I want your guys' honest opinion, which one do you think is more likely? HEP, because they have Max, and they have Antigap. We knew that. So HEP... X Suzuki Penrite Honda
2: I'm going with Penrite
1: cuz they got Brayton and they're looking for another 450
2: guy. I'm going to go with Penrite.
1: They got out though. So. Yeah, but I think that right now that that team is looking to put a lot of guys on on the track with that with those graphics and my the last thing I heard
2: he got that my understanding is that team's got big money.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So, they could be looking at like 3, 450 dudes, a 250 guy. Um, so, yeah.
2: Because isn't Penright like a food thing?
1: Uh, I thought it was oil. Oh. It's oil. I, oh, it's oil?
2: Yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Anyway.
1: So, um, yeah. Those are my three thoughts. And I had heard a while back that Savachi was already talking to Penrite and Epp. Now, the Barak-Suzuki thing, I'm just kind of pulling out there because – Everybody keeps saying that they're going to get a little bit more Suzuki effort or Suzuki money. You know, we know that Larry Brooks runs that team. They're going racing with Dylan Schwartz and they're looking for other guys. So that was just kind of like a you know, just kind of a shot in the dark on that one. But it will not surprise me if Savashii you either see him on back on yellow in 2021 or if he's on a Honda.
2: I don't think you see him on yellow. I bet he's going to Penray if he's if he's going some if if he's going anywhere, I think it's Penrite. But then again, is Penrite going outdoors? Like, is he another guy? Well, that, like, he, what the fuck is he doing outdoors?
1: And that's the thing. I think that right now, right now Joey, it will not shock me if he just goes Supercross only.
2: He's going he's I think go.
1: we, we've seen what seen. What he did uh, the year that he rode for Monster Cowley in Supercross, we, he was a top five threat. He got, you know, he was he was leading races. He was fast qualifier. I, I, I think it's safe to say that he's better in Supercross than he is outdoors, um, and it just won't shock me that if he, especially with all the shit that he's gone through in the last year and a half trying to find rides, if he just say, "Hey, Supercross only," I, I don't guess, think he'd have a problem I mean, with
2: it. What's he gonna do? Is you think he's gonna do like a Brayton deal? Is he gonna go race in in Australia then in the off season, or what's he gonna do? Because I don't.
1: I think so. I mean, why not? You know, you've no, been I'm doing not, a
2: lot of I'm shit, not, man. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying, like, I mean, I guess that's the only way I could see him being able to do it because um, otherwise, like, I don't think he's got the personality to be able to go do these other off-season races and like pull yeah. big, pull the big bucks in. Like, he's not gonna pull Malcolm Stewart type money, you know? No, because he like, I mean, for you, you guys know how I feel. He has no fucking personality to deal with fans. Period.
1: I think just the thing is, is because I think that even though it was one year, it was a damn good year. He proved how good he is in Supercross on that 450, and I think if you're looking at a lot of these other guys that want to go just Supercross only or looking for deals, like I said, and I know that we can go back and forth on this, but like I think it's absolute crap that he that they pick Bloss or Freeze or Hill or whoever, even McKelrath over him if they're looking at doing just Supercross and whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it will not shock me that if he ends up going to Penrite and just rides Supercross, because like I said, I think that. He's just that much better in Supercross than he is outdoors on that four fifty. So
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, but he is damn good outdoors. What's up? He's damn good outdoors. No I no no, he,
1: he is. He he def, he definitely is, but I just think that his results have been so much more, so much better one year in Supercross compared to what he's done. And I know this year he was hurt. So I'll just say that the Monster Energy year and even though that year was shit. I just I think that him going Supercross only won't be the craziest thing that has happened. Um, but yeah, I, I, it will not shock me if he ends up on a Penrite Honda come Houston. So, no, I think that'd be cool for him.
2: I mean, I yep. Get, there's not there's not a whole lot of options here. Like I said, we don't really know what happens. And it's a good going. bike. And, and it's yeah. a good bike. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. Because you, know, um, you know Honda's taking care of that team with Brayton on it. So.
1: Oh yeah. And I guess that just leads into Cole. What you got about Phoenix Honda?
2: Yeah, let's hear this. Um, so I was chatting with some certain people
0: on um, on an Xbox. Oh God! Um, but and not the, not the person you would think that I got this information from.
2: Okay. <laughs> no eight forty one. But
0: uh, anyway, uh, Honda is giving Phoenix, uh, I think it was like three hundred grand or something. Good job, rider. They're splitting all the parts um, amongst Phoenix um, and the Lawrence brothers team, Team Lawrence. Um, But uh, they're going after Shimoda. Yep. And Shimoda doesn't want to wear Muir gear, which I don't blame him. Yeah. Right. And they're based out of North Carolina, I believe. So they're going to have Osby, not Jason. Um, Kyle Ozby, Peters. Kyle Peters. And possibly Shimoda. But Shimoda's being difficult because he wants to be West Coast only, wants to wear his own gear, all this stuff. Um, so that's what they got going on there. And then also that uh, Michael Lindsay has been linked to some additional support from Honda, but I guess Michael Lindsay is like the uh like the leech of the pits.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah,
0: so when there were certain people having conversations and Michael Lindsay came walking up and then they just completely changed the subject. So um yeah, Michael Lindsay I think some deep shit, over like a hundred grand in debt from what I've heard.
1: Oh, uh, it was a dumb idea doing what he did. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and now he's just trying to leech on to anybody and everybody he can to try and get something from them. Yep. Um,
1: so, yeah, Muggins, he's kind of a dirt ass. I don't, I don't think, think he's going to – I don't think if he ends up having another team, unless it's Cody Shock, I don't see anybody wanting to go over there.
0: No. Um, who did they say? Maybe Mumford, but he'd probably be on a pro circuit Kawasaki, I think.
1: Well, I was about to say that same thing. Mumford apparently was testing a PC Cowie which – Kind of with the whole possibly them having a fifth guy and just supercross him, he might be the guy, which I still think is weird considering why would Pro Circuit go out of their way to have a supercross-only guy with a guy that's never raced really supercross? Yeah, but I think Mumford,
0: I don't know. It's like his family's got money or something with that. Oh, they do. Yeah, so I oh, think yeah. he's kind of paying for his own ride kind of thing. Yeah. try and get a shot. Um, but yeah, Phoenix... I think Pina Tondo will be really good with Kyle Peters and Osby and stuff. That's a pretty solid lineup for for what they are.
1: Which I think is funny about that because basically them and Club kinda of did a switch <laughs> with Osby and Owen.
0: <laughs> right, right. Osby Owen. They did like a trade there. Well um, and then you'd... I saw something interesting. The club team has a Dominique Theory or something. He's a European kid. You know much about him? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: No, I don't know much about him. I've heard of him. He's done like the uh, the the british series or supercross series or whatever and then the german series um i think he just went over there last year started riding and just got really good friends with uh uh brandon haas and um i forgot the other dude's name um but as far as results yeah i don't think you're gonna see much out of him i think that's one of oh hey we feel bad for you you know you're a good kid so you just whatever (laughs)
0: yeah um and then i guess like the motors and so going back to phoenix honda um, they were only getting like forty-four horse or something out of them. Ooh, guys. that's that's impressive
1: that Peters did that well. Then.
0: No, no, in fact, all of them, Geico Honda, everything.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that is terrible.
1: Considering stars putting out like fifty-five.
0: Right. <laughs> right. No, come on, they gotta be getting doing like fifties.
1: What star, dude? I guarantee you, they're doing over fit. What? Yeah, no, definitely more than that.
0: Yeah, they're probably like well, I forty four might be exaggerating, but why don't
2: you Honda, find out, you know, why don't they're you
0: find at 47.
2: What, like, what? Why don't you go find out what that P C bike's doing and then we can just figure stars doing at least five horse more than the P C bike and then we'll be then we'll kinda know, well, you know?
1: Well see here's the thing. I could just tell you right now for our own, you know, TLR sponsored rider, Kevin Moranz was getting fifty out of his, and that's a KTM.
2: Well, that's probably a big bore, too, but, you know, still that's neither here
1: there. Yeah, but still, though, man, no, I, no, that's <laughs> a big bore. Come on, dude, don't be letting the 300 kid out of the package. Come on, bro, that's not cool. I mean, Geico might have been running a big bore the last half of the season. Look, pretty much everybody on this phone call, well, I don't know about you, Cole, anymore. I mean, I know you still have a Honda, but, like, we all like Hondas, but let's be real, that 250F, it's a turd.
2: I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real honest. I got a call the other day that they had Honda two fifty Fs in and I told them I didn't want it.
1: Oh, you going to the Yamaha? Oh yeah. Pretty the much The Yamaha? Pretty oh, much. Okay.
2: Unless I get desperate and we get like into the spring and I still don't Traitor. have anything and then they're like, Oh the Honda's are here and I'll be like fine, fuck it, whatever, give it to me. But yeah, other than that I am Jeez. uh I am all on the uh blue crew here for the two fifty F, so Oh
0: oh, here's a here's a good one. Oh boy. Uh my is Trying to file a lawsuit over the Geico semi. Oh Jesus Christ!
2: Good God! <laughs> the plot thickens. Whatever. All right. We've uh, wiped his ass with hundred
0: dollar bills every morning, and he's pissed about a
2: semi. About a hundred thousand dollar semi. Yeah. Smooth. All right. Um, we got anything else major we need to cover right now? I mean, we're not gonna do this every week. We'll probably reconvene in a couple of weeks here, maybe a few weeks, and and talk some more once we get some more news in. But a- anything else major? Because. We've been going for a while, and let's face it, I'm hungry and I need to go to bed.
0: No, I'm good. I'm trying to rip some moto. Oh, all right,
2: all right. Well, this has been another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, presented by TLR Codings. Oh, by the way, boys, I uh, I got us another sponsor for this coming season. So, um, oh, cool. it's not it's 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 pretty official. I have a com- a confirmation text message. It's not really going to benefit anyone but me, but you know, it's uh. It, you know, it's, I mean, it's cool. Whatever. Anyway. Um, yeah. So we'll, what's it involved? Give me a hint. What? Rusty nuts. Oh, all
0: right.
2: So anyway. Um, so yeah. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, make sure to check out our sponsors. If you need some powder coating, uh, make sure to check out the YouTube channel, go like, subscribe and comment. I got a lot of content still coming down there. I've got a lot of moto stuff. I filmed Cole. Uh, one more thing. Did you, uh, did you see Needham's having a pit bike race this weekend at his track? No. Yeah, I don't know if it's Saturday or Sunday yet. I'll uh, I'll let you know. But yeah, he uh he's, he's doing some sort of like little pit bike race thing I guess, so
0: I would hate to go there and win.
2: So you got anything going this weekend or are you coming to go to that pit bike race, bro? I
0: don't know. I might ride big bikes at uh, maybe red button.
2: Oh, are they having a practice or is it a race? Practice. Fuck, I hope my bike comes in this Bro, week. you know I don't race. Bro, you raced at Red Bud. I rode around. I thought I, I up, thought yeah. maybe I thought maybe you were getting in some practice motos before we start training to go after that pro card this year.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. You better start raising some money.
2: Bro, we the the we can find the money. That's okay. We'll make that happen. All right.
0: You better you better start sending the kid over there around with the candy bar thing. <laughs>
2: All right, well, I'll let you know about the pit bikes. I, dude, I, oh, fuck, I didn't know they were doing Red Bud this weekend for practice. I mean, God, I hope my Yamaha comes in this week.
0: Either there, Martin, or I don't know, supposed to be like 70 degrees. Maybe a, I know. Maybe the new show sponsors Private Track.
2: Oh, all right. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I got Like I said, I got to get a bike in. I, I don't have anything to ride right now, so uh but anyway all right thanks for tuning in everyone really appreciate it we'll be back like i said in the next two three weeks with another show and uh we will see everybody soon thanks bye okay bye okay bye whoops shit